0: Okay, ready or not, food holiday season is here, and if you're like a lot of people, you kind of have a love-hate relationship with it, and so on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the food holiday season that starts with Halloween, why it creates such dread among a lot of people, and why you can still enjoy yourself without tearing it all down. Let's go. Hey guys, my name is Kim Sanders and welcome to You Are Worth the Work, a podcast that reminds busy moms that following your dreams ain't all rainbows and roses, but you are worth the work that it takes to thrive in this life. After you listen, please rate and review the episode. Also, if you want to connect with me, I will have that info for you in the show notes. Let's get started. Okay, so by the time this episode drops, it will be about a week before Thanksgiving and we will be right in the thick of what I like to call food holiday season. And that starts at Halloween (laughs) and runs through New Year's Eve. And it is basically the time of the year where people go balls to the wall with food and are sedentary because of the weather changes or just the overall burnout with the year, right? So we start with Halloween we start to kind of let ourselves go a little bit because all this candy is available and maybe we've gone to a Halloween party and so we just start indulging and we start eating the things and we start getting farther and farther away from our more intentional way that we go through our days because now there's all these parties, right? It's 2022 and some of you are back in the office and some of you are back in the office in a way that guess what's back? the office pot luck. Where I work, we have not gotten there. Um, We are still primarily teleworking, and so uh, we're not there. We are not there, thank goodness. But why do we even put ourselves through this? I know that this time of year between Halloween and Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and Kwanzaa, there's a lot of food that is going around and then by the time we get to New Year's Eve, we have our huge New Year's Eve party or whatever you do. And by January 1, you're feeling real down on yourself and you're feeling like you look back and you're like, why did I eat all that? Why did I eat all that? So it begs to ask the question, why do we even do this to ourselves? And I'll say this. Once upon a time, these gatherings were a celebration of survival, right? Once upon a time meat was not readily available, you know, one time long ago, you know, you had to pull your resources together to make something happen around these holidays, because you just never know the, the rate of mortality was low y'all. It was like, we don't know if we're going to make it the whole 365 days. So let's celebrate right now because YOLO. Right. And to be honest, the past couple of years, we've kind of seen that too. Right. Because Believe it or not, COVID is still ongoing. We, yes, we are losing fewer people, but it's still lingering around, and some people are still feeling the effects of long COVID. And so we feel like, you know what, we just don't know if we're going to be here. So let's do all the celebrating and all the eating that we can while we're here. And, you know, that's true, but. I do believe that our bodies are so special and our bodies are a temple. And I talked about this actually in my stories today that, you know, our bodies are on call 24-7, 365, like there is no let up, there's no days off. And if it is, you're going to the ER most likely. So yes, this is a celebration, but I don't really believe that we should be going into this holiday season um, blind. We should not be going into this holiday season blind. Not being intentional about what we are putting in our bodies, right? And so what is the problem with kind of letting it all go in the last three months of, because it is, it's October, November, December, even though these are like holidays, these aren't holly months right? We're just talking end of October through the end of December. And what exactly is the problem with doing all this? Nothing really. If you've been eating super healthy and if you're in a calorie deficit all year, um, what's going to happen is if you indulge in the way that I'm thinking of, you know, where people wear your stretchy pants and you just eat all the things and you have, you're not paying attention to what you're consuming, then what's going to happen is your stomach's not going to let you do that. Because I've done that before. You know, like it happens. It's a thing. You eat things that you are not used to eating. Your stomach is like, ma'am, I don't know what this is, but we don't like it. It's too greasy. It's too fatty. It's too this. It's too that. It's too whatever. Most busy moms that I talk to have at least 10 pounds to lose and are having trouble with that. So adding to that makes the January 1 lose weight resolution that much of a hill to climb. So you're basically adding on to the struggle that you're already struggling with, right? It seems counterproductive to the whole cause. And why do we do that to ourselves? Well, we can say one is self-sabotage. We don't think that we are worthy of being healthier, of making the lifestyle changes that are necessary to create a healthier and happier lifestyle. Um, We've been, we have these habits ingrained in us, from having to survive, right? Maybe you grew up in an environment that, you know, when the food came, you better eat it because it might not be any tomorrow. And that is still very much ingrained in you. So you just kind of take it as it comes, no matter what the quality of it is. And so self-sabotage is a real thing. Another thing is some people believe, you know what, I'm already behind. I already have not achieved the goals, my healthy eating goals, or I haven't you know, done the things. I haven't solidified those habits yet. So why would I start now? I might as well just go all the way in on it and then start on this imaginary January 1. It's imaginary, y'all. I promise you, you can start changing your life any day that you choose. Um, It doesn't have to be January 1. Everyone else does it, but does that make it right just because everyone else does it? No, we know that. We're grown enough to know that. So when I coach clients around this time of the year, I ask them to make a decision because I believe that our choices are very important. I believe that in order to hold ourselves accountable, we have to decide what it is we're going to do and understand the consequences of those decisions. I'm actually reading the 12-week year right now, and there's a whole chapter that talks about accountability and how we have to make the commitment to ourselves, but we have to decide first what it is that we really, really want. Do I really, really wanna overeat this holiday season or do I really actually wanna get started? Do I really want to wake up with a stomachache every day because I've eaten all the things or do I actually wanna maybe drink some more water just so that I feel better? Like if the goal is to feel better, then there are some things that you're gonna have to make some tough decisions about day by day. And so I ask people to make a decision and it kind of runs on this continuum, right? Of most restrictive things all the way to, you know, letting it all fly. And most people end up somewhere in the middle. And I feel like people want to say they want to go all restrictive even even during the holidays, but it's not sustainable. And I don't deal in unsustainable habits and I don't deal in unsustainable strategies. But then you have people that do want to go all in. And I don't necessarily recommend that either, but again, that is a choice. And the choice that you're making is that those goals that you're setting for yourself, you're not actually committed to them because you are willing to sabotage them completely in order to have what you want right this second, which is, I guess, pie or cake or whatever. And so, like I said, most people, they end up somewhere in the middle where they are going to, where they want to still enjoy the food that they love, Um, especially in this season, because some of these things are seasonal items, but they do want to start making some changes. And that, I believe, is the best route to take, because what's going to happen is you're going to start ingraining some of these habits. The road is going to start being paved, even if it's just a little bit, and that is something 100% to be proud of. And so when I come back, I am going to give you a strategy. So if you are in, um, you know, kind of in that middle road, which I would love for all of you to be in, <laughs> then I'm going to give you some tips on how to, um, how to get started. And obviously you don't have to take all of these tips, right? But through this holiday season, even if you incorporate one of them, by the time the imaginary January 1 comes, and even if that's when you decide you're going to turn your page, you will already have one of these habits ingrained in you and you can start building on it. Okay. So, you know, we're about that action over here. So here is the strategy. Like I said, you don't have to incorporate all of these, but these are things that you can start doing now, both on the day of the actual holiday, but also as the days go, these are things that will carry you through the food holiday season and through life in general. They are, um, They are simple, but they're not easy because they ask you to make some changes in your life. And some of these changes will probably come with some resistance from your family. But I'll say this. If your family is not supportive of your lifestyle changes when it comes to getting healthier, then that's okay. You are more than welcome to find or join a community like the one that I have and that I help. And we cheer each other on and we go through those obstacles of what if my family says you know what's that little diet that you're on and so here's just a few strategies a few things that i'm going to give you so that you can be on the right track okay first thing and this is always going to be my first thing water why because nobody drinks enough water (laughs) there are people that i talk to and bless their hearts they drink maybe eight to twelve ounces of water a day you know, what is the statistic? Our body is made of like 70% water. That ain't enough. And that soda that you're drinking doesn't really count because it is also loaded with sugar and preservatives and this and that. And that sports drink that you're drinking, that if you're not exercising profusely, not profusely, that is not the word I want to use. Um, (laughs) If you are not exercising rigorously. That's the word I wanted. If you're not exercising rigorously, these sports drinks are not going to be very helpful for you. They're going to be salty and they're going to be full of sugar too. So be very careful with that. But I'm going to say high quality H2O is going to be your friend through the season. Why? Because it's going to help fill up your stomach. Chances are if you're hungry, you are most likely thirsty. So start there. Always start there. One of the nutrition programs that I got certified in, it is water first. You know, that is part of what, once you start feeling your stomach kind of do the things, go drink some water and see if that helps, right? Have a glass of water with your meals. Have a glass of water, you know, every time you get up and go to the bathroom, go drink another glass of water. Why? Because you're probably going to have to go pee anyway. So that is number one always, especially when you come into situations where you can't control the food. Stay hydrated. If you're drinking, stay hydrated. That's going to help you. So that's number one. That's always number one on my list. Number two, find healthy swaps. If you are bringing something to the office potluck, try to bring something that you know that you're going to eat that is on the healthier side. Something that is more aligned with your goals because you don't know what Bob in Accounting is bringing. And do you really trust Bob in Accounting? Like, do you? You may not. You might like Bob in Accounting, but do you trust his food? eh. You know, so let's try to find some healthy swaps. If you're bringing something to the family gathering and you bring in something and the elders are used to cooking and you're supposed to bring something, try it out first. I'm going to caution you on trying out your dish before you get to that gathering because what if it doesn't work? (laughs) What if it just doesn't taste good? What if you screw it up for some reason? If we're talking new recipes, um I want you to try it out first, right? I want you to try it. but I want you to try these healthy swaps, for example, you know, like subbing your Greek yogurt for your sour cream, right? You can sub applesauce for, I believe butter in some recipes. You just gotta check it out. Google's free. pureed veggies into your soups and your stews. I make this really tasty, what is it? Uh, I believe it's sweet potatoes and red pepper. It's a soup that I made for Thanksgiving one year, and it was really good. And it's freezable. So those sorts of things, take a look. Um, I'll I'll even link that recipe for you. I'll put it in the show notes so that you have it. It was a hit that one year. It was a hit, I tell you. But yeah, bring something that is kind of on the healthier side, because if nothing else, you can eat what you brought, right? Bring a fruit salad. I make a really good fruit salad too. Um, I'll try to link that too. I don't have a real recipe for it, but I'll do my best to link that. So that is number two, finding your healthier swaps. So the third one is portion control. I will live, I will stand on my soapbox and I will shout it. <laughs> I will shout it from the rooftops. Whatever you wanna say. Portion control is my jam, okay? And I know some people that are volume eaters and they are able to structure their... um their nutrition in a way that they can eat a lot of food, but it's very, very nutrient dense, right? So it gives you a lot of nutrients. It gives you a lot of good fiber. It gives you all of those things that you need, but it's a lot of food. And if that's what works best for you, then that's what works best for you. Um, like the program that I told you that screams water first, that is a volume eating program. It is effective. Personally, I'm a portion control kind of girl. Um, I want to eat the things I don't need to eat all the things all at once. Like I don't need a huge plate of anything. Uh, Even on, you know, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you will not find me load my plate up with a lot of food, but you'll see some of this, some of that, some of this, some of this, and some of that. So portion control is going to be your friend. Do you have to eat it all at once? They say the seasonings uh, kick in once you wait a day. So you don't have to eat it all today. It's going to be there. You can take a to-go plate. If you come to my house, you will get a to-go box and a bag to take it in because I believe that the food's gonna be here. (laughs) We are gonna make enough that it is not going to run out. So you do not have to eat three plates. If, let's say this, let me say this. If you are going middle of the road, right? So if you're not not going restrictive, obviously, and if you're not going all out YOLO on your food, then this is what's gonna work for you. Portion control is gonna work best. Um, And to be honest, the food coma doesn't feel as good at 40 as it did when you were like 20. It doesn't feel good. Like the bounce back is just not the same. And I'm sorry to tell you that, but it is true. You are going to go into that food coma and you're not going to feel good. Your stomach's going to hurt. You're going to be bloated. You're going to have a headache. And then then you're going to be mad and you're going to spiral. So let's not, okay? Let's just save ourselves. <laughs> let's just save ourselves a discomfort, because if you eat it all, if you eat all the dinner, you're not gonna leave room for dessert and your stomach's gonna be hurting and bloated and full and tight by then. And you're gonna bust out of your stretchy pants and nobody wants that. One thing that really helps me even with leftovers, um, during the season, people have a tendency to eat at night, like snack at night, because some people they're taking time off to hang out with their family and that's great. But the problem is you're up at a time that you're not normally awake. And so your stomach is probably rumbling because you're awake and your body's trying to function and do its thing. And you reach for the pie and you reach for the cake or you reach to make another plate. And one thing that I've learned is to ask yourself, do I need this eating opportunity? And if you wanna break that down to an acronym, it is Denteo, D-I-N-T-E-O. Again, I learned this from one of the um, nutrition programs that I got certified in some years back. And it just asks you to take a step back and think for just a minute, do I need to eat right now? Chances are you don't. If you're late night snacking, you probably should go to bed. (laughs) You probably should just go to bed or find something else. Pick something else, isn't that a real? Pick something else, I'm at a 10. Um, One of the things that I do if I'm up, which I rarely am up because I am sleepy. I get up too early for that is I have a superfood shake that I drink and I usually drink it in the morning, but if it's something where I'm like, you know what, I'm up, I really want something sweet and I don't want, I know doggone well, I don't need whatever else is in there, then I'll shake that up real quick. I've got one that tastes like vanilla chai. I've got one that tastes like tropical strawberry. I've got a really good vanilla one. And so maybe I'll put a little peanut butter in it and some oat milk um, and blend it if it's early enough in the evening. I try not to turn on the blender when people are sleeping, because that's rude. So just ask yourself, like this whole thing is about being intentional, you guys. Deciding what you wanna do, being okay with those consequences of those actions and standing on that. And if you decide to change your mind, then that's fine. But understanding that these are holidays. So even if you tear it down on Thanksgiving, do your best to be intentional the rest of those days leading up to Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever holiday you're celebrating. Like, Do your best to be intentional. Understand that this body works so hard for you. Go hard for it. Like put good food in it. So wishing you guys an amazing food holiday season. You know where to find me if you need me. Thank you so much for listening to You Are Worth the Work. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, review, share, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.